0: Welcome into the Herd Hour here on the porch. The guys are going to have everything covering Marshall's trip down south to Statesboro, Georgia, where they will face
1: former conference foe Georgia Southern. Clay Hilton, his equals, looking for some ball eligibility. Marshall looking to spoil that, that celebration just another
0: week longer. The guys are also going to look back on the big win over Appalachian State
1: in the Memorial 75 game. And we're going to give some opinions on Marshall's defense, what they've had thoughts-wise this year, what it looks like moving forward, and also maybe just a little bit of foodie talk on some barbecue and some joints. They definitely
2: want to give that a listen. Joining your host, Blaine Smith, on the porch this week is Justin Arvon. Blaine, take it away.
0: Oh, uh, Justin, man, a big-time win now. I- I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say, I know we all kind of picked it last week, but did we truly believe it? And, man, the herd came out there ready to play against App State. Great effort by the defense, special teams, kind of a three-phase win. And talk to me a little bit about the atmosphere that day, buddy. I know you were there. I know you braved the elements, unlike a lot of us. <laughs> um, give us kind of, kind of give me the the four one one on what you saw uh, on a special game day. Always for the herd there with that victory of App State.
1: Well, to, to be honest with you, the atmosphere was not bad. You know, you'd think we even discussed how minimal the crowd may well be because of the weather, different things going on around the community, other football games and whatnot. But um, I think the announced attendance was somewhere around twenty five thousand and. If uh, sitting in the stands, I had guessed about 23, 24,000. So always get that little inflation there.
0: It's not just for the economy. It's also for the crowds.
1: Yeah. Yep. And, uh, so app state brought a great crowd. Also, they filled up at least half of that section. How, How many people do you think
0: Justin actually made, made the trip up from Boone there on Saturday?
2: Well, uh,
1: Let's go around. I'm trying to do math in my head right now, but if each section seats, let's say what? Hey, math out loud, Justin's dangerous, buddy. I know, I know. <laughs> Verbal let's, math is always dangerous. Let's go Pray with a 1,000.
0: Okay. Hey, that's still an impressive showing. Um, I think we brought more when we went there last year, though.
1: Oh, I'm sure we did, yeah. Th- they are the only team, though, this was a different – Away fan section than anyone we've had in there that isn't a Power Five team. Yeah,
0: I would. That's probably interesting because I mean, it appeared like on on the broadcast they had a rather nice contingent there. Hopefully, that'll kind of change here in the Fun Belt, man. But I mean, you think about this year, right? Home games. Granted, Louisiana was during the week, Uh, and then. Coastal, that's a long trip, and they don't really have an established fan base yet. No. So this was easily the best of the bunch to this point. Right. Um, I'd imagine Georgia State will probably – won't, won't give us a great crowd day after Thanksgiving. Uh, maybe the JMUs uh, will kind of – in some of these other games we had on the road next year will maybe rival App State, but definitely a good point, buddy.
1: Yeah, I think James Madison might be a, a good contingent next year also. But in terms of atmosphere, that just added a bunch to it. It made the stadium look more full also. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
1: you know, a lot of our stadium issues in terms of perception and in the view is is the away section not being full. Nobody comes to watch the other team play. Um, so, but it was a good atmosphere. It got loud at times. Uh I think Marshall fans need to get back to the way it used to be, where it wasn't taboo to stand up in front of anybody and yell on third down. You know, <laughs> so, like I, I hate having to stand up and then look over my shoulder to see somebody upset that they can't see.
0: <laughs> so, Justin, let me tell you something real quick. It has nothing to do with Marshall, but when I went to the Bengals Panthers game, right
2: mm-hmm.
0: there was a, a a lady in her thirties had her two young children. And they were in in the luxury area there with with, with old Randall, and mm-hmm. uh, they were like four seats back from like being in the upper level, like of the club level, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: they were right behind us, so like we ended up moving over, like parting the sea, so these kids could see what was going on. <laughs> like, uh, it's the first time in my life I was actually cognizant of like. Other people behind me at a football game. I'm with you, dude. You always got to be able to get up on third down and get a little rowdy. I mean,
1: that's yeah, or even the time the whole doing. It. like if I would not pay, let's just say, for example, we're in the chair backs. I'm not paying over a hundred dollars per seat to go there and just sit down. Like I could do that for free on my couch in warm weather. You know what I mean? The adrenaline is the whole experience like that's why, that's why
2: you're there you why know why
1: anyone would pay any amount of money to go to a live sporting event and just sit there and watch it as if it's being played in front of them on a television is beyond me but that's the case you know a lot of the time so i think you know at times saturday the atmosphere was, was really good uh, especially in the fourth quarter Um, But we do not have the advantage in terms of home field and and atmosphere that we once had. Hmm. And, you know, it is what it is. But game-wise, it was a fun game to attend, which is a first I can say in a long time. I mean, that's a good point, Justin. Like, you You think about it, that probably was by far the best Marshall
0: home game of the year. I mean, to be real, Norfolk or Gardner-Webb's not going to rival that. You had a real opponent in there first bum belt win at home big time yeah i think that's rather important to defend your especially defend the joan there your home turf in the conference i mean if you're going to eventually want to get to the point we want to get back to you can't lose home home conference games it just is not allowed it's a non-starter to play for championships and something else you brought up real quickly though about the perception of the stadium for home games Yes, absolutely about the road crowd, but then you couple that in with your student section on the same mm-hmm. side of the stadium, and then if that's the side that the TV camera is looking at most of the time, it is
1: terrible oh, for perception. It, I mean, that's got to no hurt doubt. you recruiting-wise for sure. It has to. Our students, well, I'll just—I'm going to sound like a really, really old person here. Go for it. Um, our student body at Marshall, and I would imagine at many other places is pathetic. Not only the amount of kids coming to games, but the amount – what they do when they're at the games and they all leave after a half. Yep. Uh, it's
2: it's,
0: it's, a, it's a growing problem in college football, but I will say this. It's been a problem at Marshall for a while now. For a long time. I would yeah. almost say since the Snyder era.
1: Yeah, I think the apathy with the student section started then potentially. I mean, those – we would start games with – I remember central Florida on a weeknight and the student section was just packed crazy. And, uh, you know, by halftime, uh, hardly anybody was there. Yeah. Um, that's the way it went back then, but we started games off with good student sections, just didn't finish it. So the the process might've started then, but I think it's a generational thing. I just, these like 18 to 29 year olds are just crazy right now. Uh, and they're insane i mean the the priorities and and whatnot are insane somebody would rather you know sit in their dorm room and eat cheetos and i don't know play what's that game they play that's not call of duty that's free because they can't afford to buy call of duty Fortnite. Fortnite. yeah they'll they'll play play that instead of going and supporting their you know Peers at a football game and enjoying the college experience, you know, they don't they don't want to do that anymore. So,
0: (sighs) Justin, I guess you're you might be right on the generational part of it. It also, at least in my mind, is tough when you've got not great weather. You got to make it a cool thing. You got to make it something kids want to be at.
2: Oh, Marshall does
1: nothing to enhance the student game day experience. Unfortunately, not. Unfortunately, not. They they
0: got to get on that. They're trying. They haven't figured it out quite yet. Um, I will give them credit for a couple of things they've attempted here the last year and a half. It's they're at least giving it a shot. Hasn't quite worked. To let's point. let's
1: install some uh, <clears throat> let's install some portable heaters in the student section so all these girls that don't want to wear anything can last the whole game even <laughs> when it's cold. And then they don't have to leave. And then all the guys will stay because the girls are staying. And, you know, that they're not going anywhere if the girls are there. So, let's start with portable heaters in the cold
2: okay. time.
0: Hey, I like the portable heater idea. You almost sound like my dad talking about uh, being at a game. You know, maybe, maybe portable heaters for everyone, not just even in the student section here.
1: Josh. Right. Portable you know? heaters, hand out hot hands. There you uh, go. You know. Okay. I don't know. Put up a uh, – you know, get get some giveaways going to these students. You know, yeah. Get some business, get some business involvement. Drum that up a
0: little. I like I like where your head's at. They, they hey. pay
1: enough to go to school there that they could have a giveaway of a thousand dollars every five minutes during the game. So, what are we doing? <laughs> you, you would think. What are we doing? I love it, little, little, uh,
0: little Taylor Twelman.
1: What are we doing? What are we doing? Hey,
0: Justin. <laughs> On, on to the win there versus App State. I think we got, it. we got to talk about this a little more than just kind of about the atmosphere and about, you know, the weather about the game. The game itself, Marshall did what it needed to do and responded at critical times mm-hmm. to things that App State did. It wasn't like they necessarily had the greatest offensive output, but, man, they made plays when they had to. And that block punt was so huge. Even mm-hmm. though they responded right back, with the kickoff. And I'm going to tell you what, Justin, that crippled my under. Did it? I had it at 48 and a half, buddy.
1: Well, you remember our score predictions. I think we, were we all under? I think we all were. Yeah, I had 24, 23. I know you were right under it, and I forget what Randy's was. But uh Randy went, didn't Randy go with the old uh, Xavier score? 15, 13, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think we were all basically on the same page there as most people were that this was going to be a tight, fought ball game. I mean, no one, neither one of those programs is going to back down to anybody, um, especially when they're playing each other. So it was a a bit of a dogfight at times. And Marshall got a lot of third down stops. I don't I don't have stats in front of me, but it, it. Marshall defense right now is getting to the feeling where if we have third and anything more than three, you're expecting to get off the field. I
0: I would agree with that, and that's kind of wild. I know Randy last week said we were like in the top five, if I'm not mistaken, in third down defense heading into the game,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we did nothing to hurt ourselves last week. It,
1: it is and you know, on the on that, uh, you know, that thought process too. There was a big change of possession there. Uh, not towards the end of the game, but App State took over in Marshall territory and immediately took a shot into the end zone and was picked off by the Marshall defense. So our our defense is still the one that is winning games, keeping us in games. Um, Yeah, I mean... Can't say enough about them. Yeah, I mean, they really are...
0: They really are uh, kind of... They've sort of been the, the linchpin of the team the entire season. And Justin... Going back on the – was able to pull up the stats here. Third down, App State five of seventeen. So, Ouch. and then three of six on four. So you you had those two together eight of twenty three, essentially thirty three percent of the time. Uh, not the Hall of Fame when it comes to third down conversions. It might be in baseball one of three, but <laughs> if you are only picking up one of three in football, you are you are giving the ball away back a quite quite a good bit there. I mean, so yeah. essentially sixty seven percent of the time, Marshall got off the field defensively on on Saturday, which is, which is crucial. And then the ability for them to run the football. I mean, it wasn't quite there the way you would have thought on Saturday, but yet it was still consistent enough and they stuck with it enough to where it allowed Fancher to make a couple plays in the passing game.
1: Yeah, well, and what it did too was it allowed – we had a huge play from Charles Montgomery on just a, a bubble screen out to Fancher's right. He threw it to the right side of the field. And I think Charles Montgomery went 70-something yards. Um, that that guy's got some speed there. I don't know, three or four times on that run, thought he was going to get caught and taken down. He just kept going, running past him. I mean, plays like that develop out of a threat of a run game. Um, you know, when you're pounding the ball through the tackle so much and then all of a sudden you pop one out to the – to the side, you know, you got to have linebackers with the speed and ability to chase down these quick wide receivers. You Just like against Notre Dame, we popped a couple of those up the field. Um, You know, we were able to do that against App State too. So, you know, maybe we need to get to spreading teams out a bit more, uh, you know, in addition to running the ball. But I don't know that that's a recipe for success going forward. Um, oh, yeah.
0: We're going to have to, to run, run the, the ball.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Well, and, and Justin, kind of you mentioned the recipe for success moving forward. I Also, on your point about the pass game and being able to spread it out, that's crucial. Like, exactly. And the ability to run, though, out of that spread formation, I think is going to be huge. And Fancher did that just enough times and is mm-hmm. kind of becoming a threat there. That helps everything out.
1: Um, it really does. It really
0: And you look at you look at Saturday now, Georgia Southern, right? They struggle stopping the run. And that's mm-hmm. gonna be a thing. If we can run the football against these guys the way you think we can, and you look at their last two games, they gave up five point seven yards of carry against South Alabama and six point two against Louisiana, fifty-six totes for South Alabama for three twenty-one, and then Louisiana thirty-nine for two forty two, right? They were five and three riding high. I believe, Justin, that's the key Saturday for us. You, you run the football, you do what you do on that side of it, and then you and then if you're able to stop their running game, I think that's a key, too. They struggle a lot of times with it. If you make Van Treese have to beat you, he's not going to have that 578-yard game passing like he did against JMU against this Marshall defense. I just don't believe it.
1: No, I can't see that as – I mean, they're going to score um, the – the onus is going to be put on the offense, though, to maintain possession of the football and uh, you know keep the defense out of bad spots. If the offense – because I don't know if you've noticed, we've got a great punter when we're inside the other team's 50-yard line. Um, we're not flipping the field, though. And if we consistently give our defense poor field position uh, against a team that can put up points, well, they're still going to put up some. Um, so we got to stay out of those scenarios. But, um, no, I think we can pressure the quarterback and throw him off a little bit. Turnovers are going to play a big role, I think.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that's and that's been crucial for Marshall all year, if you think about it, being able to create turnovers and being able to potentially, like they did Saturday, get a score in special teams.
2: Mm-hmm. If they
0: do that, they're – I mean, I'm not going to say impossible to beat because there's still a lot of issue, I think, and still a lot of learning, but still very impressed with where Fancher's going, right? But quarterback play still kind of brings Marshall back to where, okay, if you play well and if Treese is kind of slinging the rock and he's the guy who's been around a little bit, sort of in the mold of McDonald, you know, sort of in sort of in the mold of some of these guys that have beat us this year, I'm, I, that concerns me just a little bit. Like McCall, an experienced signal caller. That's been maybe our Achilles heel defensively to this point in time. Uh, I really just kind of want to see us be able to, to get after it and win both lines of scrimmage because I think if we do that, that really allows us to kind of do what we want to do, control the tempo of the game. I think that's going to be the key.
1: Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up Coastal because, I mean, let's just – teams are going to play us the same way they did, the same way App State did. That, Coastal can't stop the run either. But they were able to stop ours because they loaded the box up and we couldn't do anything on the the outside. Um, yeah, but- and you know what, Justin, that's that's the exact
0: point. And I think Fancher's continued growth and maturity since that game allowed us to win Saturday against App State. He's able to now be just a little bit better, make a
1: player or two more. Then with mm-hmm. your
0: defense, if he makes a play or two more, well,
1: hey, we're in pretty good shape. Right. He, he needs to be able to – you know, get a couple first downs on the drive with his legs. Continue not to force balls over the middle to guys that are, that are you know, seemingly open. But you got to remember, eight, nine guys in the box, they're not going to blitz all those guys. So they're dropping into coverage. And I'm, Fancher's done a good job thus far, just not forcing balls over the middle. So um, that continues. We don't turn the ball over. You know, you give yourself a chance with our defense in any game we play. Um, so, I, I'm looking forward to watching Saturday. Uh, I do think Marshall will be able to pull out a W down there.
0: I hook a little little preemptive shot there, Justin, on the uh, on the prediction. I like. I it. I didn't give
1: you a score.
0: No, you didn't. I know. Hey, you're 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 leaning. I like it. You're you're leaning you one go. way there. You're kind of letting us know which way which way you're feeling there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, hey, I will say this though. They do. There is a slight concern for me coming off the 75 win Mm
2: -hmm. now
0: and then having to go out on the road. Not like you can play for the conference championship. Is the bowl eligibility carrot enough and kind of just continuing that momentum for these kids to avoid that letdown here in Statesboro? It's going to be a dreary kind of mid-50s day. You're kicking at 6 p.m. It's not even a true – I mean, I guess you could say it's a night game, especially in the – especially now that we're in November 6 p.m. might as well yeah. be, might as well be a night game now. Um, um, what do you think man? do they avoid the letdown? Are you concerned about that possibility? I, I kind of am um,
1: I mean it's always a possibility but I, I would hope bowl eligibility plays a big role i I mean you got to play for what you play for and what we're playing for is a bowl so that's our goal now. I think that you know, it's on them, I guess. I mean, of course, you want to play for a ball. I hope it's enough. What's Georgia Southern playing for? Same thing. Okay. So you should have two teams still trying to reach a goal. I think it, I don't Georgia see either one. Georgia Southern also, up. though, is, has lost two in a row. So that to
0: me is a little bit like, all right, let's go. Like for them, mm-hmm. whereas we're now coming off a couple of wins in a row, starting to feel a little bit better about ourselves, that kind of worries me a little bit.
1: It does, except the wins weren't against Notre Dame; they were against App State, and you know. So I'm not, I'm not too. I'd rather be coming off two wins than two losses. I know that. That's true. No doubt. No doubt. 100 with I mean, you means you're playing well. I guess so.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's. I think that's the thing, man. This Marshall defense is so stout. I mean, you look at the numbers when you're giving up only. Essentially, 275 yards a game total, 82 on the ground, and 193 through the air. That's just impressive. And, and the ability to get after the passer, you're only giving up 16.1 points a game. Like, I mean, they just smother Where does that you rank nationally. I don't have those up there, Justin.
1: It's going to be, those. I mean, it's got to be top 10. Um, I'm pretty
0: sure that I know they're top five in rush defense on the season.
1: Okay. Well, that I mean, mixed with our third – getting off the field on third down, our oh. third down conversion percentage. I mean, you can't beat what that side of the ball is doing. I mean, Absolutely. So
0: it's allowed this team to get back to where now they can have a really respectable season. And that's what I kind of wanted to get at real, real quick before we got into the full-fledged Georgia Southern prediction, which is if Marshall finishes off this season – at eight and four, with the win over Notre Dame in a bowl berth, you got to say Huff is feeling pretty good about where he's got this program, the trajectory of this thing.
1: Well, that would have turned around a pretty disappointing season into a still disappointing yet better season. Um, so you would say he's still disappointed, even if you were to kind of run
0: the table here since the four and four uh, mark. With the win over Notre Dame, maybe you still win a bowl game, Justin. You still go disappointed.
1: Well, it's hard to say except yes, because we know what should have been. Like, if it weren't out there, what what should have been. Or what could have been, right? Or what could have been. If that wasn't – if we knew that wasn't attainable and we were just hoping for the best, uh, then, yeah, I wouldn't be disappointed. That would be a great year. Yeah. Now You know what's funny,
0: though? I think, like, let's just say that you would have beat Bowling Green and beat Troy, and you trade back the Notre Dame win, and now you're sitting here and you have a chance to win 10 games.
1: Is Are the Notre like, Dame win a blowout, or is it close? Uh, Doesn't matter. I'm taking the wins over Troy and Bowling Green to keep us in the conference title race. That Troy because loss kills us. Yeah, yeah. well – that one, the
0: one I think that really kind of was the one that was tough to take and swallow, Louisiana,
2: mm-hmm.
0: middle of the pack team as well. But also they got at home, you. yeah, at home they got you in the Cam Fancher thing though early on for him. I mean, you, you took a couple lumps there, and that's mm-hmm. that's okay. Woolridge was a little more experienced, right, and mm-hmm. that's what got you that day. Um, yeah. Plus the crowd thing, the the lightning delay hurt big time in that in that ball game. Yes. Hey, Justin. So I, I, I'll say this: I think nine and four. If you could attain that, wow, you got to feel pretty, pretty good about where this team kind of went this season. I think. Yeah,
1: I mean, you, that would be a distinct turnaround, especially That's, with Fincher being so young too. Like, man, we can really build on this now. We can now. Looking forward, and I hate to do that because with the transfer portal, you just never know. But where we stand Almost impossible
0: now, now though, really. Yeah.
1: uh, Where we stand with what's on our roster right now, uh, we might, you know, next year's not the brightest. So, (laughs) well, here's the thing, though.
0: I think every year Huff will have to go into that portal, just like every other coach, and pull guys to come play. Now, hopefully you can have a little more stability at certain positions, not have to try and rely, like, on column, be at quarterback, maybe have the quarterback be homegrown, but add mm-hmm. a receiver, add a running back like a layborn who's got talent who didn't get the yeah. opportunity to play at a, at a larger level. I think Marshall can potentially do that on a consistent
1: basis. Yeah, and I'll have to look at those things are great, too. Like, there's a lot of transfers along our defensive line, a couple on our offensive line. Um, that I think think are gone. This is their last shot at you know playing football. Um, and the defensive line's been a absolute beast this year. So I don't know those those losses could hurt could hurt a lot.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Linebacker yeah. losses. We're going to have losses in the secondary. But finish this year nine and four like you're saying and. I mean that's certainly going to help with recruiting the transfer portal, no doubt. Well,
0: and then it's kind of like you can now you can really kind of bolster that Notre Dame win, and you can say, "Now you know this this team is is coming together real quick." Mm-hmm. I, I would, I mean, and, he, and also the thing about it too is Huff now, you know, coming into year three, you could really kind of be like, "Okay, this is where we we take off." Um, in this league, especially now, we've seen everybody a little bit. Just interesting. I mean, and and especially coming off four and four, I would consider it a huge success. But we got to we got to find a way to get two big
1: wins here against teams from Georgia. And I don't think that's, that's going right. to be easy, Justin. No, I I don't think it will be easy either. I think Georgia State at home ought to be a, a W, no doubter um i think georgia southern on the road an old school rivalry uh you know they're looking back in the day we're we're looking back in the day a little bit also but that was a big rivalry oh yeah um, played them played them six again. times six
0: times there in the su- in the uh southern conference
2: mm-hmm. uh and including the, the playoffs yeah.
0: yeah we won the last four meetings versus those guys versus the no. uh
1: Versus Eagles. Do I remember correctly that they were a triple-option team back in the day?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and they had the original Adrian Peterson. Not AP went to Oklahoma, but they had an AP who right. won the Walter Payton Award. Was was sensational. Had those old-school helmets with the with just the, the numbers, number. kind of like an Alabama-looking helmet, sort of, but with blue. Mm-hmm. It kind of switched a little bit now. Clay Helton the head man there coming off his stint at USC, a little interesting hire there, but I think he'll probably do pretty well in Statesboro eventually. Although man, the momentum they had when they were five and three and now they've lost it here the last two weeks. That's gotta be, I mean, I'm I'm kind of, that's why I'm really concerned about Saturday, Justin, because I think this is a kind of a get right. Clay Helton wants to build this program type spot. And Marshall is still, I think a school that a lot of these teams look at and say, you know, oh Randy Moss and it's, it's I think like Marshall still has a target to some extent on its back a little bit for some odd reason.
1: Well, I, I do too. I think Marshall's more of an established brand than some of these others at the at the G5 level anyway. Yeah, that's a um, good
0: point. And that's kind of we've won a lot of games versus some of these teams that haven't really established right. themselves in in the Division 1 ranks really.
1: Right. And so I do think Marshall gets every team's best shot um, in terms of effort anyway. I, I just think that, you know, with the success Marshall's had over the last 20, 25 years, and then in uh, F, uh, FCS before that against these teams, you know, there's going to be some, hey, we're playing Marshall. You know, let's bring it today. Kind of example I guess we could use. Uh, like Oklahoma in the big 12 for Wvu you know Oklahoma yeah. while they're not they're not the yep. world beaters they usually are, they're still Oklahoma you know teams are going to get up to play Oklahoma um, even if they're not the 12 and0 national title contenders you know that's the way it is And at, at G5 yeah, level, absolutely Justin. Marshall has some type of comparison there at the G5 level. Yeah, or used to have more. I don't think yeah, we're on I the think level right. teams get up to play in, like a Cincinnati or somebody like that. But no, the next no. level, Marshall's there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, th- there is still some cachet with saying, "Hey, we're playing Marshall today." You know, right? There is, there is a little bit still there. Um, we look at this. We look at this line here for Saturday, Justin. Herd's a four and a half point favorite here on the road. It's actually steamed up a good bit. The totals hits at 53 and a half. I'm a big fan of this under, to be quite honest.
1: I am too. I think if the t- I think if it's over fifty-three, I think Marshall's in trouble. Exactly. I, I mean, granted, it- they their defense is is pretty porous, but still. Right, but when so is Coastal. True. True. So the point being, if against Coastal all they had to do was put enough in the box to stop our run, and we were done. Uh, if Fancher is able to step up and make plays like he was against App State at times, you know we'll we'll be able to put up a little bit of points. But again, uh, you know you could take uh, a Midlands defense and throw all eleven of them in the box; we won't have trouble running the ball. So <laughs> you know we've got to be able to do something else too. That's that's the that's the concern every time we play this year. So we'll see. Hey,
0: Justin, you want to talk about balance though for Marshall, right? One ninety three point four rushing, one ninety two point one passing on the season. Like, right? You wish. Wish you'd be able to pump that passing number up just a little bit more, and it'd probably bolster the run game too.
1: Man, right? Where does the ranking stand? Like, what what is one hundred ninety three yards? Where does that rank? It puts you in the mid mid thirties. Rushing, yeah. Okay, so throwing would probably put us in the 80s or 90s. Yep, that's an issue. Yeah, yeah. it
0: because most. I mean, you look at like Van Trees over here. He averages 334 games. Now, granted, or yards, 334 yards, 78 that he put up there uh, in that win over JMU. Obviously, you know, is an outlier and kind of bolsters that average. That'll help. But, they're gonna get yeah, yeah, no doubt. They're gonna get their yards. I think the key Saturday is getting those red zone stops and then obviously creating the turnovers, getting a few extra possessions. I think Marshall can do that.
1: I agree. Hold them to field goals, get a couple turnovers, and uh, get them into third and long scenarios will, will help both of those things. So score points
0: yep. when you get in the red zone as well. Have to convert. And that's what they did against right. App State. They converted in the red zone. That was crucial,
1: yeah. which is right. a different trend than what we've seen. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We we do want to um, pass along here. Randy had a barbecue joint he wanted us to talk about, um, and I actually looked some pictures of it. And man, this Dolan's Barbecue in Statesboro, Ooh. Dolan's, Dolan's, mm. Dolan's BBQ, little Southern pit smoked barbecue. Looks mm-hmm. like he's got some nice little sauce there, brisket. Okay. I'm um, and you know what, if Randy's recommending it, it's probably worth uh worth checking out for folks. So Yeah,
1: look, this could turn into a Marshall show. It also could turn into a pit uh, review show.
0: So Hey, I'm always about barbecue. I mean yeah. and, and you know, just, Randy's
1: done a he's he's, he's done a he's heck of a job here. Given cool. some great advice so far and uh that sounds like another good one so
0: Listen, I want to go ahead and um, we'll we'll make his we'll let him get his pick there as well. He says 24-17 heard in a little mm-hmm. battle of offense versus defense. Gives Marshall the edge despite playing in an extremely tough place. Thinks to limit the turnovers and run the football. So, uh, what do you got for me there, buddy?
1: All right. Well, let's just base it on uh, how we've done the last few weeks here. So, I think Mm. that Georgia Southern's defense is a far cry from App State's defense. I think they're far worse uh, defensively. So, theoretically, should Marshall be able to score more than 28? Yep. Um, So, I'm going to go Marshall 31. uh, And should – Georgia State or Georgia Southern be able to score yeah they should but I think with getting getting them into third and long situations getting pressure on the quarterback you know maybe getting a few sacks and a couple of turnovers I really think we can hold them down in the red zone um and they'll probably punch a couple in but you know we'll go 31 to 20 Marshall
0: 31 20 okay Justin okay I look at it and say this, if Laybourne goes off and has kind of that big game that we'd all like to see him have, this thing is, is a Marshall potential route. I think it's going to be crucial for the Herd to be able to score early. Get out early on these guys. Don't, don't allow this game to, to kind of be played at a, at a tempo where we've got to kind of be playing catch-up ball because I don't think that's going to work out well for us, Justin. Mm-hmm. at all. I, no, I agree. I think Georgia Southern's going to going be able to kind of move move the ball, like like you said, and like we've said, through the air a little bit. I do think what we're going to be able to do, and I think it's going to be crucial in this game, making some second-half adjustments and, like you said, slowing them down when they get in the red zone. I think the Herd is going to win this game on a walk-off field goal by Reese Verhoff in the fourth quarter. We're going to pull this thing out, Justin, 27-24 to over Georgia (laughs) Southern. I think it's going to get kind of weird with some two-point plays, different things like that. Marshall's defense makes a play at the end. Kind of the experience of playing in some tough atmospheres. And I think I'd rather have the defense than the offense in this game. Kind of like Randy said, the battle of that offense versus the defense. Vantrese is going to have to not make it. Not make some mistakes, and I think eventually, if we hit him enough, he'll make a few of them, and I think that's why we'll win this football game. And we'll go hurt twenty seven twenty four.
1: All right, man. Glad we're yeah. on the same page again. Hey, been
0: a while. <laughs> it's been a while, you know. And, and uh, I did also kind of contemplate kind of going against against them because it's kind of worked. But I do, in my heart of hearts, kind of like last week with App State, kind of believe. That Marshall's they're starting to build a little bit. You can kind of see it. This team kind of I think was a little bit embarrassed by where they were at sitting at four and four at one point in time. I think they felt too good for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was just kind of a sort of a a players banding together type situation and saying, Hey, we're we're not gonna go and be a six and six type football team that doesn't make a bowl game. And right. And credit credit to them. They've been able to Find a way to get some victories. So, Justin, going to be a fun one this weekend. College football, man, we're down to the the last little bit of it here, man. And, Unbelievably. Uh, yeah, it's been a fast season. It really. It too, feels like we were just in South fast. Bend. Did it not? I mean, clearly. <laughs> then again, I look outside here, man, I'm not even on the porch, this, uh, this taping here, because it's snowing out here. I mean, it's a good time of year to watch football inside. That's for
1: sure. Yeah. No <laughs> doubt. But don't say that to Marshall fans. Yep. Hey, because you – it also, if you're going to be at your team's
0: game and the team is, is good, then it makes it worth it for the for snow flurry fans. Although, hey, did you, by the way, see that snowman in the Maction there the other day? I,
1: di- I did. That was crazy.
0: Phenomenal. Reminded me the- of that MAC title that we won back against Toledo. In a blizzard it'd be fun to get that for the georgia state game that might help us out a little bit
1: dude i would love marshall to play in a snow game again <laughs> it would awesome. be
0: fun we can only hope for it we're not going to see snow saturday in statesboro though 52 gonna be a good one justin take it easy brother let's cue the music till next time go herd go herd <laughs>